our vision is that one day every entrepreneur is going to have this board of AI coaches and they can call on them at any point. In the middle of the night, if you've got a question, if you need talking through a challenge, you can start a conversation with your AI coach in any field. It feels like there's a bit of a conflict between people who want to use the technology to create things and creators who don't want the technology to be used to rip off their stuff. Show them the horror stories and say, this can happen one day. You're going to think it's me and it's not going to be me. And you're going to need to put your detective hat on and tell the difference. But first, a quick message from our sponsor. Are you a scaling business looking to take your financial management to the next level? Sage Intact is here to help. Sage Intact is a powerful cloud-based financial management system that delivers automation around billing, accounting and reporting. Voted market leaders by G2, Sage Intact is the ideal finance solution to scale your business. Learn more about how Sage Intact can support your growing business at www.sage.co.uk slash intact. Hello and welcome to the UKTM podcast, a weekly chat with the founders of some of the UK's high growth tech companies and other key stakeholders. In this series, we'll be exploring what entrepreneurship looks like in the UK right now, as well as getting tips from some of our most innovative business leaders and discussing the hot topics in the tech world. I'm your host, Jane Wakefield, and I've been writing about technology for many years. And joining me today is Jodie Cook, the founder of CoachVox.ai, which offers to create digital clones that can act as business coaches. Hi, Jodie. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) Well, your service is quite out there, this idea of digital clones that then are business coaches. First of all, explain how you came up with that idea. (laughs) Well, yeah. So business coaches based on influential entrepreneurs, based on content creators and based on coaches. The idea behind it is that entrepreneurs succeed faster with guidance and they can't always access that guidance and we wanted to make it very accessible for them so we thought how do we do this and part of this was in finding coaches who wanted to upload their content upload everything they'd created to date and create an AI version of them that could genuinely coach and mentor people without them even being there. Now how many clones do you have on your books so far? We have just launched with an initial pilot cohort and then we've got another 100 spaces opening up in a couple of months. So it's it's very early days, but the results are cool. They're creating amazing coaches and we've got like a, a meditation coach, we've got a health coach, a fitness coach, a marketing coach, a, a tax coach. It's kind of everything. I think our vision is that one day every entrepreneur is going to have this this board of AI coaches and they can call on them at any point. In the middle of the night, if you've got a question, if you need talking through a challenge, you can start a conversation with your AI coach in any field. So yeah, the future's quite exciting for this whole field. So explain first how you actually go about digitally cloning someone and turning them into an AI coach. So we created a platform that's got seven training rooms. And so the coaches go through each of those in turn. And the first few are around sorting out the voice and the style of the 
of the AI voice that's going to come back. So that's where they decide whether they want their kind of AI version to be more of a coach or more of a mentor. So with a coach, they would ask questions and hold space. Whereas if they set it to be more like a mentor, it would be like, no, this is what you need to do. And it would be more direct. And then they decide if they want it to be empathetic or if they want it to be direct, if they want it to be straight talking, if they want it to challenge people. So if I said, hey, I'm, you know, I'm struggling to know what to do this week to my AI coach, would they say, okay, let's make a plan for your week? Or would they say, well, why is that? You know, what what are your problems? What What's going on in your business that's making you feel that way? So they kind of decide on these scales that we've set up where they want to sit. And then it's a case of making their AI sound like them and use their language. So it's things like, what? how do they say hello? How do they say goodbye? How would they frame a question or how would they frame a statement? So we get our coaches to input those phrases that are very unique to them so that when their clients are talking to their clone, they know that it's based on them. They can see that familiarity straight away. And then after that, it's a case of them uploading their content. And this is books, podcasts, articles, everything that they've written or created to date because in the training rooms that's where the content comes to life and that's where their frameworks are used to work with their clients when they're having those conversations the most exciting bit of the training rooms I think the bit that I really geek out on is training room six which is the fine tuning area and that's where the coach would have a conversation with the AI version of themselves talk to them about the types of things that their clients are going to ask them about. So imagine there's a productivity coach. So they ask themselves their own AI version, you know, I'm feeling overwhelmed this week. What shall I do? Or I I don't know how to organize my to-do list or something like that. And they look at the responses that their AI version is giving back and they rate them on a scale of one to five. And if it's five, it's like, yep, that's exactly what I would have said. That's exactly how I would coach my clients goes back into training the model. If it's anything less than that, they rate it between one, one, two, three, or four, and then they edit the response that it gives. And so this is a way of really fine tuning what the AI is saying so that it really does fit in with the coach that created it. The idea of me having a conversation with an AI clone of myself is pretty much blown my mind, but it also brings to mind, you know, science fiction stuff. We've seen a TV show from Black Mirror, where the main character is speaking to a digital clone of their dead partner. And actually, earlier this year, I wrote a story for the BBC about a chatbot therapist and the founder of Replica had done a similar thing, creating a clone of a friend who had died suddenly, and they used all their text messages and emails to do it. I mean, that raises some kind of ethical questions, really, doesn't it? What's in it for your AI coaches? What's the business model that makes this work? And and then what do you think about the ethical issues? So I think there are so many things that were once strange that are now really normal. I remember growing up, I was told, don't meet people on the internet and don't get into a stranger's car. And now we summon strangers from the internet and we get in their cars. And so granted, they are taxi drivers, but once upon a time, we would have been absolutely horrified with this idea. And now it's just normal. So... I think a big question for us that we're always thinking is when will 
clients really be ready for AI coaching? When are they going to talk to coaches about all their problems and hear back the solutions and then put them into place? And we're seeing it already, but I'm looking forward to when it's just so normal that everyone has one. Because for the for the coaches and for the entrepreneurs, the the business case stacks up really nicely because they're often busy. They've they've written a lot, they've published a lot, they're in demand. They want to help more people. They've developed frameworks and they've they've put the hours in in their careers that mean that they've got some fantastic frameworks that they know can really add value, but they just can't speak to everyone at the same time. So if they can create an AI version of themselves, then they can serve more people. They can help more people. And I think it also puts upward pressure on what they can charge people for the real version of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We've obviously seen some examples of AI do astonishing things in recent times. And we'll talk a bit more about chat GPT. But sometimes chatbots on websites are really frustrating and useless, aren't they? You know, if you if you get go on a website and you end up having to have one of those boxes come up, you almost go, oh, I'm not going to get the answer I want because they've got very limited parameters and rules that they have to stick by. So where does your system sit? You know, is it closer to chat GPT style AI or is it is it more like these chatbots that we all kind of interact frustratingly with on the internet? <laughs> yeah, lots of the chatbots. They're not even really AI. They're not, often they're not really developed to be that useful and to have a back and forth conversation often they're just pretty much search engines when it within a chat window and they're just looking for keywords and then once they find a keyword they'll give you back an answer that matches that keyword and it may or may not be what you were asking for so yeah what what we're developing is is it's not chatbots it's actual coaches and mentors that are trained to coach and mentor in the style of the people that they're based on I think a key part of it is that they're trained by the people they're based on so we're not creating clones of people who have nothing to do with it we're not taking their content and turning it into a coach version of them we're only doing it with people who can stand behind it and say yes this is me this is what I would say so they're not going to let a version of their of themselves that isn't very good out there because it's too damaging for their brand so yeah we're very far away from those frustrating chatbots although I totally agree that they are annoying You've touched on some of the advantages of having an AI coach, that they can kind of be available 24-7. Are there any other things that you'd see as being beneficial in using AI over humans in this form? Yeah, we've quizzed a lot of people about this because we wanted to hear from potential clients of, of AI coaches as to what they thought would be good. And one of the things that came up is confidentiality and privacy. So an AI coach is not going to leave your file open on the train. They're not going to accidentally tell their friends something and disclose some information. If you're a person in the public eye who's getting coaching, there's no chance of it going anywhere else. It's very it's very secret. And then one of the quite exciting things that we found at CoachFox AI is that we are able to spot patterns over time. So imagine a client talks to their AI health coach about something that's going on in January and then they mention something else in September, that AI coach could say, well, hang on, you had this thing going on in January. Do you think that's linked? Whereas a human coach, they might not remember. So the ability to spot patterns and the ability to draw conclusions based on data that could have gone back years and years could be a massive benefit of AI coaches over real coaches. But just to, I just do want to make clear, we're not trying to use AI to replace coaches. We're trying to 
help the work of existing coaches, entrepreneurs, business leaders just go further and reach more people. And we're trying to make it so every entrepreneur and business owner can have access to guidance and relevant guidance. Now, you mentioned privacy there. Privacy, as well as being an advantage, could be a big disadvantage because these people are going to be discussing quite sensitive things. What happens to all the data? We've seen our data basically become owned by big tech companies over the last sort of Mm. decade. And AI feels like that that discussion about data privacy, how you protect data and who it belongs to, hasn't really been had. So what are your thoughts on that? And what do you do specifically at your company? Specifically, what we do is the conversations between coaches and clients are there in the chat and then the client is asked if they would be happy with the conversation to be shared with the coach. And if they say yes, then it is. And we generate a summary and we show them the transcript. And if they say no, then it's not. And then we don't share it. So it's completely up to the client. I think in the wider space of AI, privacy is definitely a big thing. But I think copyright, liability and regulation are kind of three peripheral areas to that which are which are super interesting and I always think that lots of people don't actually have the answers yet which makes it kind of scary but also kind of cool for the entrepreneurs who want to get involved I guess you'll have seen Sam Altman's the OpenAI CEO testified in front of a Senate subcommittee a couple of days ago and everyone in the room him the two witnesses all of the senators they all agreed that regulation was required but no one really knows what that regulation looks like or who's going to do it or anything like that so yeah I think it's a little bit of a minefield in general yeah it's a good point because I thought the same thing which is is these tech companies seem to find it very easy to kind of bring out amazing new technology and then just sort of put their hands up and say, well, you know, we don't know how to regulate it. And it feels a bit the wrong way round, you know. Should ChatGPT have been rushed out in the way that it was or felt that, that, that it was, especially when you think that OpenAI had been a non-profit and a few years previously had said the tech was too dangerous to share. And then, surprise, surprise, when it becomes a p- commercial company, it's apparently not. But you're right. What What is the way forward? And nobody seems to have the answer, do they? So what would you suggest if you were kind of in that Senate committee meeting? I think it's really tough. I think overall regulations create really high barriers to entry into certain markets. And often regulation really harms small businesses and it harms entrepreneurs because big companies have got entire departments for filling out paperwork and dealing with red tape requirements. But I mean, we definitely don't have an entire department for filling out legislation forms and things like that. And I guess because OpenAI's biggest investor is Microsoft, they kind of know what they're doing. So I think from that interview especially, I think it's kind of clear that regulation isn't that soon because even if it was put into place right now that it still has to be voted through there has to be guidelines that everyone agrees on the eu has put together what they're calling their first ever legal framework for ai which is due to be voted on soon but even if that was voted through the eu wouldn't have its standards ready until late 2024 so we're talking like 18 months so imagine what could be done in that time i mean i think in general lawmakers kind of 
shuffle papers, decide what they're going to do. The really well-funded companies lobby against the laws and then the entrepreneurs carry on doing what they do and then fill out the forms that they need to whenever they need to do it. Yeah, I mean, we've not seen government succeed very well in terms of regulation of tech, have we? The online safety bill, which is years and years overdue and most considered to be a fairly unwieldy bit of legislation. So it's not a good idea, I don't think, to put things in the hands of the government. A quick message from our sponsor. Are you a scaling business looking to take your financial management to the next level? Sage Intact is here to help. Sage Intact is a powerful cloud-based financial management system that delivers automation around billing, accounting and reporting. Voted market leaders by G2, Sage Intact is the ideal finance solution to scale your business. Learn more about how Sage Intact can support your growing business at www.sage.co.uk slash intact. You mentioned as well copyright, which is interesting. I was at the TED conference a few weeks back and I interviewed Tom Graham, who's the co-founder of Metaphysics, who makes AI videos. So they did a, an AI version of Tom Cruise famously, and they work in, in Hollywood. And he's become the first person to file for copyright of his own AI likeness. It's an interesting concept. You know, what do we do about this? How do we make sure that we're not cloned willy-nilly and, and you know, spread around the internet in, in deep fakes? Yeah, it's so interesting. And it feels like there's a bit of a conflict between people who want to use the technology to create things and creators who don't want the technology to be used to rip off their stuff. So if anyone is listening who has ever written a blog post, one challenge for you is get that title of the blog post, type into ChatGPT, write me a blog post with this title, get the subheadings that you already created from your blog post, put them into ChatGPT and say, come up with this blog post with this title and these subheadings and see what it comes out with. Because I've done that with articles, with the, with headlines for articles that I've written. And what comes out is very much my words, or there are there are hints of my words in there, and there are sentences that I've written that come out in in ChatGPT, for example, and that's really kind of freaky, and it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right for creators that they've put all that time and effort in creating things that can then be used to supplement the kind of lazy content of others. But then on the flip side, most entrepreneurs do want to use ChatGPT and other AI copy tools to make headlines, make meta descriptions, like Instagram captions, all that kind of stuff. But And they don't want to have to state that these things came from AI. So it's almost like, which is it? When they create original work, they want to have the credit, but then they don't want it regenerated and regurgitated by someone else's prompt. So I just think there's a massive mismatch here. And in the, the hearing that we mentioned just now, the Sam Altman one, he was talking about how he wants creators to have the upside of what they create and he also said creators deserve control so it's like yeah definitely but I don't think there's a plan for how so in the meantime it's like it's happening if you're a creator your work is being used to fuel different copy machines so you kind of have to be the next step above it so part of what we're doing with Coachbox AI is is ring fencing the the work of our creators so that we're not just sharing it out amongst other people we're helping creators to 
commercialize their own stuff and have the benefit of their own stuff. And I think the savvy creators will figure out ways of doing that and of ring fencing their, their stuff so that they can benefit and they're not just kind of fueling the internet. Yeah, I mean, and, and the sort of issues don't really end there, do they? Chat GPT, it's not always telling the truth either, is it? I My daughter started using a Chat GPT powered AI assistant on Snapchat, which is available now. And she asked it, you know, who I was, who's Jane Wakefield. And they said I was a tech journalist that worked for the BBC, The Guardian and The Times. Well, I've never worked for The Guardian all the times. And I used it to do a biography of somebody I was interviewing that uh, ChatGPT told me he'd been to Harvard. So I asked him, how was your time at Harvard? I've never been to Harvard. So, you know, this is really concerning, isn't it? That these systems are being used by hundreds of millions of people now and they're getting false information which presumably is kind of spreading itself across the internet and we're not going to soon be able to tell the difference between truth and lies are we? Yes I mean misinformation is a really big side of that. A friend actually who she runs a site that helps non-native English speakers pronounce their English words better and she put something into ChatGPT that was her own work and she asked it to pull out the different testimonials that students had written from this big bulk of text and what came out was just amazing and she was like oh my goodness I can't believe we got all these amazing testimonials and then she looked for them in the original text and they weren't in there the system had just completely made them up and she made it (laughs) apologize and so she told me before that she was being polite to chat GPT because when robots start controlling us, she wants them to kill her last. And I was like, honey, <laughs> you're making them apologize. They're definitely going to kill you first. So yeah, but yeah, the um, the misinformation side of it is everywhere. And actually on this, I think it's a really good idea to prepare your family for how to spot deep fakes. And if you consider that your parents, your grandparents could be called up with a fake version of you that looks like you, that sounds like you, that's talking exactly as you would, that's asking them for money or telling them that you're in trouble and they are not going to know. So I think a really good thing to do is like prepare your family, have a family safe word, talk to them about like show them the horror stories and say this can happen one day. You're going to think it's me and it's not going to be me and you're going to need to put your detective hat on and tell the difference. Yeah, and the idea of having a safe word is fairly chilling, isn't it? To protect ourselves from AI versions of of us. I guess the other sort of big kind of question is a more philosophical one, isn't it? About if we've got all these AI clones of ourselves, what does it mean to be human still in a world full of AI versions of ourselves? I know that, that Tom Hanks was talking about how AI could continue acting after he had died. And I wrote a story quite a few years back now when my heritage started bringing to life old photographs. And I think that somebody I spoke to who was working in that in that whole arena really believes that we are going to bring back dead relatives to talk to. And that that's going to be one of the sort of main uses of this sort of technology. That's really quite creepy, isn't it? And starting to, to really kind of get into the fundamental questions of of what it is to be human. Do we need to start thinking about how we deal with those sort of philosophical issues, do you think? (laughs) Possibly. What you said has just reminded me, I I found a tool a year or so ago that brought black and white pictures into colour. And I guess, I mean, I say it's AI, it might not even, that technology might not even be AI, but I showed my 
granddad and I uploaded his and my grandma's wedding photo and got it in color and I was like oh look here you go you can see what color the flowers are you can see everything like do you remember and he was like honestly couldn't tell you what color the flowers were don't could not verify if that was right at all but I guess on the topic of what are we going to welcome into our lives because it's similar to the notion of what was once crazy and is now normal. And I think I saw, Jane, that you were the first UK journalist to interview a sex robot. <laughs> I was. <laughs> and then there's another company I'm absolutely fascinated with called Moly Robotics. And that's a robotic kitchen that cooks your favorite meals and then cleans up. And there's no human involved in that whatsoever. And then I saw another company the other day that creates virtual friends for lonely teenagers. So, I mean, in the future, we're just going to have... AI assistants, AI colleagues, AI coaches, AI clients. Is it going to be that we join a mastermind and everyone else in the mastermind is just AI generated? The teacher isn't real. The other cohort people aren't real. It's just all based around us and what we need at that given time. Maybe. And I think there's partly the idea that, oh, we'll know they're not real. But in loads of these examples and especially in the uh, Black Mirror episode that you mentioned where someone whose partner was killed in a car crash recreates them she doesn't care that it's not real she knows it's not real but it's it's filling a gap it's filling that gap of loneliness and that's super interesting if we know it's a robot but it stops a temporary pain will we just do it anyway and therefore will our lives just be totally different in the future a lot of things to think about there but let's bring it back to the present before we end and tell me a little bit more about your firm and your plans in the coming year yeah sure so um we are onboarding and working with as many entrepreneurs, coaches, and people who've created content as possible. The goal is definitely that we've got such a wide range of them on board that any given entrepreneur or business leader who wanted extra support could find one of our coaches and get that support and it would probably be free. And then if they wanted to get further support from the human version of them than they could and they would already be familiar with their work. We are incorporating voice into it so that in the future you will not just text back and forth with your AI coach but you will voice note them and they will voice note back and then maybe in the future you'll see them and we haven't got any plans to bring a physical version of them <laughs> to life but I mean who knows what could what could happen in the future so a big part of this is learning what's possible not getting too sidetracked by just new developments that don't apply to us. And I think this is a big thing right now for entrepreneurs. It's like, you could use AI to do all these things. You could use it to write blog posts, create podcast episodes, do all this stuff, but do you really want to? So we're all the time making sure that everything fits in with our core business, which is helping entrepreneurs succeed better with relevant guidance and not just creating random marketing copy and other things just because we can so that's a big part of our focus at the moment and how are you funded are you planning to raise funding or how does that work we raised a very small investment round when we first started but right now we're revenue generating so we are covering our costs easily so that it's good because it means that it opens up options for the future so we may take funding and we've got we've had interest and we've got people asking us if they can invest in us but um we haven't decided yet as a company which direction we're going to go in 
And Jodie, before we finish, I've got to ask you, have you created a clone of yourself? Yes. <laughs> and, and how does it compare with the real thing? Which I must say has been extremely <laughs> articulate. I can't imagine that an AI clone could be any any better. <laughs> um, yes, I've created Jodie AI. Actually, Jodie AI was the first demo that we created to prove that this was all even possible. It's on the website. It's on coachfox.ai. She is very trained in productivity. So one of my frameworks is profession, obsession, decompression, and the idea that everything an entrepreneur does in their life should fit into one of these three boxes. And that's how you can be very good in multiple areas and not get frazzled and not feel overwhelmed. So if you talk to Jodie AI about productivity, about having too much to do, about feeling overwhelmed, then she will talk you through that framework and then you can decide what to do. So yes, I have how she compares. She's she's very useful <laughs> and she has been known to be quite sassy. One of my friends asked her what her favorite ice cream flavor was and she said, Let's get back to business, shall we? Wow. Yeah, doesn't want to be distracted. Does not want to discuss ice cream. I, I, I dread to think what my AI would be like. I don't think it would concentrate on productivity, I fear. <laughs> but sadly, that's all we've got time for in this week's edition of the UKTN podcast. Thank you, Jodie. That was a fascinating discussion. And this AI stuff, it's going to run and run, isn't it? And I think, you know... We're going to come back to it many, many times in, in future episodes. Yeah, it's such an exciting time. It's it's really cool. Yeah, thank you so much for having me to talk about this. Fantastic. To keep up to date with all the latest UK tech developments, head over to www.uktech.news. Don't forget to follow UKTN on LinkedIn and Twitter, where you can also follow me, at Jane Wakefield, and send me your comments and suggestions about the show. Until next time, goodbye from me. Are you a scaling business looking to take your financial management to the next level? Sage Intact is here to help. Sage Intact is a powerful cloud-based financial management system that delivers automation around billing, accounting and reporting. Voted market leaders by G2, Sage Intact is the ideal finance solution to scale your business. Learn more about how Sage Intact can support your growing business at www.sage.co.uk slash intact. <laughs>